0: I've seen the dark shadows moving in the woods, and I have no doubt that whatever I have resurrected through this book is sure to come calling for
1: me. David, you look absolutely terrific, honestly. You've got like you've got like new one.
2: This is where the worst begins.
3: This is where we must stop. For beyond is the work of madness. The nightmare of insane murder and death.
0: Inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. Someone is watching you.
4: Someone is waiting for you. Someone wants to scare you to
2: death. This is Albert from The Tuesday Show. You're listening to The Goddamn Dave Hill Show, now on a flippin' Monday.
5: No. You're an angel witch. That tapping solo, every time. Which is like the first time I've heard it. Anyway, hello and welcome to the Dave Hill Good Time Hour with me, Dave Hill from before. Hello, hi, how are you? Thank you for joining us. How are you doing, boy criminal Chris Gersbeck. I'm great. How are you? I'm really great. Um, I'm in Ohio, as you may have picked up on. Yeah, you're old. You got for your the old high background. Holidays. There's screaming going on outside. Yeah, I'm, I'm back in my uh, pandemic bunker for the week. Just visiting, though, in a disease-free environment. How are you doing, New Jersey Chicken Rancher, Des? Doing very well. Glad to be back. Sorry I didn't miss last week. I had some uh, extensive dental work. We were all very concerned. How are you now? Are you back on top?
1: 100%. 100%. Ready to go. All spare. All square. I- that's The good show
0: pretty much immediately fell apart okay. uh, when we tried to do it without you, Des. I'm sure now.
5: that would have happened where I, mean, I hear. It didn't have long to fall, though, to be fair. Yeah. It's, it's not it's far to fall. The edge. Um, it's nice to
1: be missed, though. Thank you, Chris.
5: Yeah. I want a, a, a week in—Deb Reed writes, a week in Ohio, a week in paradise— um, there's a lot of excellent comments already. vegetarian writes, Does anyone else mix up Dave Hill for Rich Fulcher? I yes. think I used to do that yes, before do. I knew you. That's like, uh, that's I... sort of how Rich and I became friends. Because Rich and I, we would each hear that from other people. And then when I started going to the UK to do shows, people would, uh, would say hey you're on the mighty bush i'm like no i even did that i the fringe festival a guy sat there watched me for an hour and said great show rich or maybe he said good show he, i don't know he may have said terrible show rich um but i was like you think i'm rich fulcher he's like yeah I love Mighty Boosh. I was like, you sat in this little theater and watched me for an hour, and you still think I'm Rich Fulcher, even though the show is advertised as Dave Hill. It's like, yeah, I still, I still think you're rich. No. Um, and then, the same festival, I met a guy at a party at the beginning of the festival and couldn't hear what he was saying, and I was just nodding along, and then met, ran into him at a party few weeks later and he's like rich how's the festival going for you i'm like no i'm dave and he's like no rich i was talking to you at that party a few weeks ago like how's it going and i was like i think he thought i was rich really just committing to it really hard and then finally you know how like i feel like women and maybe i'm maybe i'm stereotyping but women when you say oh you remind me of my friend janet or whatever women tend to be more open to it and say like, oh, I would like to meet her at some, some point. But I feel like, do you agree with this? Men, I feel like when someone says, you are re- totally remind me of my friend Rich, then you think, so Rich and I, w- like, we wanted to kill each other. We hated each other just because people were telling each other that, we remind of each other of each other. If that like, if I
0: sound Wait, it, yeah. was Rich getting the, are you like, he was getting the compliments
5: meant for you as well? Well, people were telling him that they're like, you remind me of Dave Hill. Yeah. People were saying that to him and they were saying to me,
1: you remind me of Rich Fulcher. They were straight so up. by the time we were rich Fulcher though. What's that? You, they were, you weren't just reminding people of Rich. you were straight up. Mis- in
5: the uk i would be straight up mistaken for Rich. right so that's a dangerous and then live. rich and i were both we we're on the same flight to comic-con one year and we were both at JFK at the bar at jfk we we're sitting right next to each other so by the time we met we were like oh hey rich hey dave that's how we became friends were you like both reading a go. book and then i hope po- turned- i hope to tell that story on the moth it's just about ready i'd say was ready no he was on the phone. He was with Julian from Mighty Boosh, and he was on the phone, and I was sitting next to him, He hung up, and we just kind of turned, and we were like, oh, hey. And then uh, we were friends ever since. We even did, we sold a TV show together. This is how the world is cheated. Showbiz. (laughs) Very showbiz. We sold a TV pilot together, and uh, it eventually, like most things in show business, crashed into the side of a mountain. And never came to be. But we were really excited because we were like, oh, this will be a global sensation.
0: It's like 95% of anything you work on. It's not you specifically. I just mean in show business, it seems it's like. It's a cruel, it's a cruel mistress. Um, yeah, it's
5: always right a, there. Oh, I, I can't forget this. Not, I mean, but right before the show, Uh. I made my first sale, and I would argue probably only sale, of my Yams shoes, the Yams shoes I designed with Yams on them. Oh, yeah. Sold a pair. So whoever bought those, thank you. Um, You only sold, that's the only pair? I've sold one pair. I mean, to be fair, when I designed them, I thought, if I sell one pair of these shoes, they're shoes where there was some building has been cleared on my neighborhood and there was a discarded box that i guess that once contained yams because it said yams on them and had uh, a drawing of anthropomorphic yams very fun looking yams and so i scanned it on my phone using the technology and i made a pair of shoes because i love this old design And I assume it just looked like a really old box, so I didn't feel like I was like
1: uh, no licensing concerns or anything.
5: Well, I didn't think like, oh, this is going to cut into their yam shoe business. The yam industry could come after you. Big yam, big sweet potato. Um, we have a scorching hot show tonight. Big time. Yeah, it's a good one. Joining us live. For those of you listening in the Futuristic Podcast format. Um, Tom Sharpling, host of The Best Show, of course, has a brand new book coming out a week from tomorrow called It Never Ends, and it's awesome. I'm reading it now. I pre-ordered it, which we'll talk about, because everyone has to pre-order it. This That's my call to action tonight. Um, and we have Nick Miller joining us later, playing some Stone Cold Jams. So it's a, it's a scorching hot show. I've just returned to Ohio here, as we were talking about right before uh, we fired up a little song called Angel Witch, by the band Angel Witch, from the album. Was that a super chat that came down the pike? No, it was my wife texting oh, me
0: that God. she she left that shirt hanging on the bookshelf behind me. Oh, you
5: mother... Oh, happy anniversary! Oh, thank you. Did anniversary back. And his wife Jennifer Harmon, yeah. How about that? Congratulations. Thank you. Seven years. Uh, Matt Arnold, seven years. Matt Arnold has a good idea. He says, "Give Tom a pair of yam shoes." Influencer marketing. It's not a bad idea.
4: I think. I don't even have
5: a pair of yam shoes yet. I feel like yam shoes may invite the wrong kind of conversation. Or maybe, maybe the best kind of conversation. I don't know. i got to get myself a pair of Yam Shoes. I kind of like that the Yam Shoes didn't actually exist. Because they're through threadless, which is all made to order. So whoever ordered them, and I, I'm eternally grateful to this person, has brought them into existence. That's exciting. Yeah.
0: And you, you haven't even seen them with your own eyes.
5: No. It's just
0: a concept. I've seen
5: a, 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 you know, some digitized version. But I've just returned back here to Ohio. As I was talking about before, Angel Witch, my girlfriend's brother installed a ramp. Right before we left, he installed a ramp down the front entrance. For his mother, who's not great with stairs, uh, and it's forty-five degrees, so it's pretty much guaranteed that if she were to try to use this ramp, she would topple over instantly. Was there any kind of a,
1: was there any kind of like traction, like a, like a sandpaper or like a yeah, there's total traction,
5: but the physics involved, there's just no way that that she wouldn't fall over. Like I can't, I couldn't even walk down this ramp and so i you know i said you have to fix this ramp and then so i've returned and he's he's extended the ramp now three times as long all the way to the edge of the lawn at which point as soon as the ramp ends there's just a hill about a 10 foot drop into a ditch so now if his mother uses it she's can you put a slip and slide on it too (laughs) I mean, that's really the only choice, but now, so now I have to ask him to take it. I have to
1: be the heavy, I'm pretty much the heavy when it comes to uh, ramps in this town. Before you take it, you change it though, maybe you should put some sort of launch at the end of it and try to jump the ditch. Maybe that's what he's headed yeah.
5: for. <laughs> I think is just like, fuck you, Dave, I'll show <laughs> you to, to try to school me on ramps. Oh, Dave, we got a super chat already. We have a super chat. This is, oh, this is amazing. Jessica Kybell writes, "Is this enough for Dave to get yam shoes? Oh my gosh, that's a substantial, substantial very generous super chat. Thank you, Jessica. The, the irony of we still haven't figured out how to access the super <laughs> chat money. There's literally millions of dollars. I was just looking at that today. There's all, all this trust money, money just sitting in limbo. It's in it's in a waiting. Oh my gosh." Oh, golly. Um, Thank you, Jessica. Yeah, I think maybe I will treat myself to some Yam Shoes. Once we split that Super Chat money, I'll (laughs) be able to buy, put put them on Layaway, the Yam Shoes. Nice. Um, If anyone wants to see the Yam Shoes, and I'm not saying this because I am expecting anyone to buy the Yam Shoes, though they are great mrdavehill.threadless.com if you would like to have a look at the Yam Shoes I speak of. But I do feel like they project an image of uh, like, you know, when someone has crazy shoes on that, like, they're trying to be like hey, hey, I'm fun. And that's not a message I, I, you know I always want to send sometimes.
1: Most times I'd say that's the image you're you're shooting out there.
5: It is, no, I like to project an, an image of fun, but the the yams Yam Shoes kind of fun is kind of next level. It does signal a commitment. That's like it, yeah. a uh, tailgating vibe.
0: I used to exclusively wear bands, uh,
5: slip-ons similar to that. You would love the Yam Shoes. I know, you
0: should get a pair.
1: Two, one, two, three, Hi, everybody. My name is Justin McElroy. I'm Sydney McElroy. We're both doctors and. Nope, just me. Okay, well, Sydney's a doctor, and I'm a medical enthusiast, and we create. Okay. Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine.
3: Every week, I dig through the annals of medical history to bring you the wildest, grossest, sometimes dumbest, tales of ways we've tried to treat people throughout history.
1: And lately, we do a lot of modern fake medicine because everything's a disaster, but it's slightly less of a disaster every Friday right here on MaximumFun.org as we bring you Sawbones, a marital tour of misguided medicine. And remember, don't drill a hole in your head.
5: Hi, my name is Graham Clark, and I'm one half of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, a show that we've recorded for many, many years. And uh, at the moment, instead of being in person, we're recording remotely, and uh, you wouldn't even notice. You don't even notice the lag. That's right, Graham. And uh, the great thing about this... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay. Okay, go ahead.
3: And you can listen to us uh, every week on
0: MaximumFun.org. Or wherever you get your podcasts. Your podcasts.
5: I think um, I'm seeing a note in the chat uh, that I've just received from Chris
1: Gersbeck, who writes,
5: Tom is ready to go, so we should get Tom. Let's not make Tom wait.
1: Do you want to? I got Elvira who just popped up. What do you want to do with him at this point? I think let's let's uh, let's Elvira let's have Elvira
5: call back. All right. And we'll we're going to have Tom Ted call back in 20 minutes. Call back in 20, Elvira. right. That'd be bad. Yeah, let's get Tom on here. Don't want to make him wait in Zoom limbo. There he is. Dear friend. Hi. Where where is he? You you're probably looking Maybe. at the YouTube window. There he is. Hey Tom. Hey Dave. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thank What's you. For, thank you for joining us on our uh, primitive little program. Oh my God! Thanks for having me. Um, I, I've, 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 everyone knows who you are, of course, already. But as as I've said, you're, of course, dear friend, host of the best show, and author of the excellent new book. It never ends. Mm, yeah. Comes out next Tuesday. A week from tomorrow
3: a week from tomorrow the countdown has been well the countdown's been going on for a while but it's getting closer to the end
5: it's exciting are you are you are you excited or are you, are you stressed or yeah a little bit of,
3: all, of all all of it yeah i just um it's exciting because I waited this long to do this and it took forever to get to this point where I'd finally actually go and try to write a book rather than just kind of complain about not having a book waiting. I I guess I was waiting for somebody to write one for me or something. (laughs) I don't know what I thought was the point of that, but it certainly didn't stop me from complaining. Um, Yeah. So I finally did it. And then, but then it's also just like, it's scary because it's, it's a whole other thing. It's not, you you know what it's like you open up in it and you share stuff and you've written Great books and you're one of the oh, inspirations you, for me to go write a book
5: Well, I'm glad you did cuz you're you're it's it's a great book. It's I was thinking about it. I have Categories for books in my brain. They're very simple categories, but yours is mm-hmm. in the highest category the first category of books this is the lowest category. The lowest, the lowest category. category, which mm-hmm. I was no concerns that you would fit is that's just okay. books. Books you you start reading, and you're like, well, I can't read this, and then there's a book where you go like, I can read this, and mm-hmm. then and I knew I knew you would uh, you would blow right. I wasn't. Con- okay. I knew you would blow right, right past those categories, I'm not glad. suggesting Thank Thank that there was any. I'm just telling you my my broad definition of. Mm -hmm. for all categories for all books. Yes. And then there's the books then, you know, when it gets into good to great and then the highest category, and this is where your book falls into top of the pyramid. This is the top. (laughs) I mean, and of course, you know Mm -hmm. what I think of anything, you know, it doesn't, it's not going to get anyone, anyone that much in life, but I was just like in books that I really love at some point during the book, I'm just like, oh fuck it! I just I don't care what I could whatever they're t- gonna the writer's gonna talk about. I'm in, and yours mm-hmm. is in that category. I'm just like, bring it on, whatever whatever oh, you're gonna well, talk that's, about. That's
3: very that's very sweet of you.
5: It's a great no, book. Well no,
3: thank you. I um, yeah, it took a long time to do, and then it also didn't take a long time. Like yeah, you know, the I finished about half of it during the pandemic during the early days of the pandemic i just kind of powered through and got to the finish line and then it was like well i have a whole year before this thing comes out that'll be like it's it's gonna take forever and then you turn around and suddenly it's like yeah, it's eight days and it's out and i'm just it's a strange experience
5: yeah but it's exciting what i know you talk about it in in the book but just for for the for the viewers for for the listeners mostly we'll be hearing this in the podcast format what why did you wait so long oh i kind of
3: wasn't even ready to do it honestly it just took a long time for me to get my my uh get my head straight get my life uh in perspective and in order to be where it's just like okay well now i can tell the stories from my life from this point to this point and that just even doing that was was uh, a challenge enough of a challenge but uh i got there it's amazing i
4: think
5: I, it's, think I did absolutely i mean it it's like in the beginning i mean you 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 sort of set the book up in the beginning for you know that that uh <laughs> you sort of say well i'm going to tell some funny stories and then gonna get you know get dig a little deeper and then but you you really get into some like and i could relate to so much of it um you know from like you're talking about mental health. i don't want to uh and, and any spoilers but you really get into like your mental health and it's intense stuff yeah it is that's the part i wasn't ready to talk about that stuff but uh
3: it was just one of those things that if I was going to do this, I just needed to do it. Like Wham said, if you're going to do it, do it right. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you know what it is. So I was like, I just was at the point where I was like, if I tiptoe around all of these things, then I will have kind of do, done myself a disservice ultimately. Mm-hmm. I, I'm better off just kind of figuring out how to do this and then doing it rather than, being cute and kind of boun- bouncing around my life while avoiding like the, the elephant in the room or the elephants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But look, you've done it. I read your book. I read two of your books. I didn't read the Canada one yet, but I read it. <laughs>
5: it's okay. Two my, books. my own family hasn't read the Canada okay, one. Well, that's I will. really, I will. Uh, that's, that's when, uh, that's when they start to drop off when you start writing about Canada. Hey guys, uh people are wondering
0: if you coordinated wearing the same shirt tonight. So
5: yeah,
3: we did. We I actually really, yeah. we went to uh there's a cool fashion montage of Dave and I <laughs> at the mall. It was <laughs> like an uh, adventures and
5: babysitting. Exactly. exactly. We're, 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 we're walking on sunshine. <laughs> we we're, we're jumping out from different corners of the store in ridiculous yeah. outfits the- and then just well look at
3: that we are wearing very similar shirts Mine's it short is. sleeve yours is long
5: sleeve it seems to be.
3: Yes. Um we share the same type of shirt. We shared the Tuesday night slot on WFMU.
5: Yes. What haven't we shared at this point Dave? Well, I took some notes. i mean, I'm not going to I I'm I'm not going to I don't don't want to I want obviously this is of course I want you to feel the full Dave Hill effect yeah and get the, that spike mm-hmm. in sales exactly that comes with an appearance on the show everyone I pre-ordered the book I though i I was forced I got a PDF of it mm-hmm. uh, but i I'm it's coming in physical form mm-hmm. next week to me but yeah, everyone pre-order can. it you go to tobook dot com where yes. I set up an
3: all purpose website to to uh be the the home for anyone's questions or or concerns about how to get the book and there's a we're doing a book plate that people can get that they i'm signing them all day i know i saw
5: that on uh on instagram today yeah and it's um yeah i've just been on zoom like i've been at work and i just on zoom
3: and i sit and i just have the the book plates right below the camera line
4: and I just go <laughs> like this
3: and I'm sure they can just hear me going like,
5: that's, that's the, it's, it's hard to, I was writing on a show when my first book came out and I was so relentlessly like working on promoting it at work mm-hmm. that the showrunners took me aside and were like, could you, uh, just hide this a little better <laughs> so you're not just blatantly mm-hmm. promoting your book in the writer's room yeah yeah uh, so it's, it's just that's and it, i needed to hear it
3: sometimes those are the hard the hard things to hear or the 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 truth like that but what also what are you gonna do <laughs> but what are you gonna do it's just like. No, it's like (laughs) no. It's not that I'm not paying attention at work. I am, but I'm just doing things with my hands. Like (laughs) there's no difference between that and if you were um,
5: just doodling on a notebook. Yeah, if yeah, if you're doing that fidget spinner.
3: Yeah, you have a fidget spinner. You well clear the room of all fidget spinners (laughs) while we're at it. No fidget spinners. No notebook, no, no, no doodle pads, nothing.
5: I don't know why I dragged fidget spinners into this. Yeah, they've had they a had, hard enough time. Yeah. They had a you know, they had a good run about five years ago. Post-pandemic. But-
3: that's not a, <laughs> the pandemic was not good for fidget spinners. <laughs> it was not a good not a good climate for people to be like, nah, just sit around and spin this thing in my hand. <laughs>
5: I uh, I made some notes throughout the book. Some of my favorite sentences, um, and you? I th- I thought my favorite. I've admittedly I've, I've saved a, about the last third of the book, so I will have something to read when the hard copy arrives. Wrapped it up like fine chocolate. Sure, of course. So when the when the book arrives, I can curl up and. Drive it home, but I have uh, one of my favorite lines: Uh "Is there's always one high school dickhead that studies martial arts just so they can beat up people in unexpected ways?" Uh The guy that kicked someone in the throat. uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and but then as it went on, there's uh, when you're talking about. uh, Without, well, I guess this will reveal a bit about this chapter, but drop a good helping of, I just got out of a mental hospital into the mix yeah. and you've got a kid who makes the crumb brother who drew smaller and smaller illustrations <laughs> bad, look like Mariah Carey, which I love that. Cause it's an amazing sentence, but <laughs> on its own, but as a fan of that movie mm-hmm. uh, of the crumb movie, that's, that's, I think that was my favorite crumb as well.
3: Yeah, I just can't pick a favorite crumb. I go <laughs> back and forth between the one that ate the towel and then the one with <laughs> the, the little Treasure Island drawings that got smaller and smaller. Or, of course, our crumb.
5: That's yeah, the, but you think going into the movie, you think, well, of course, it's going to be our crumb. But by the yeah. end of the movie, I was like, I don't know. I kind of love all of them
3: yeah it is funny when you i watched that movie about a year ago and there were things that where i was like where he's like you know everybody's got these shirts with team names on it's like he's getting really mad about like it's like yeah okay that's kind of the it's not new it wasn't a new development like shirts with logos on them and things (laughs) like he was really getting twisted about but just like people wearing a san francisco 49ers shirt it's like a billboard for the team it's just like yeah it's been going on for a while i don't know what to tell you <laughs> like you're gonna lose that fight also no but i do
5: like um that that is i think that's one of the all-time great documentaries it's it's amazing yeah and they and, and you realize like oh our crumb is the, you know rose to international You know, acclaim. But like, all three of the brothers are amazingly talented. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Dave, there's some uh, super chats. There's I think the the highest super chat we've ever gotten in here. Oh my god! I see it coming. This.
0: uh, There's a question for Tom from uh, Matt Arnold, who asks, "Tom, have you ever had the pleasure of wearing Yam-inspired footwear?"
3: Funny funny uh, that you say that. Uh no I have not. Um I mean I heard the origin of Dave's uh footwear line.
5: Um I have yet to have the pleasure. Well, you're in for a treat. Um <laughs> we'll get your yeah. sizes after the show. Okay. Um no thank, thank you for indulging that question. The the yam shoes have already uh They've gotten more mileage than I ever expected. Mm-hmm. I was real I was really testing out the design software, but here we are. Um we'll we'll get you a pair. They're they're, uh,
4: good
5: for, <laughs> they're good for they're good for never okay. leaving your house in.
4: Okay. Well, yeah.
5: Um Jessica oh. Kybel writes, Yam shoes are expensive. I need fourteen mm-hmm. and fifteen for my guys, so you and Chris have to buy them and wear them or I will never see them. I will come to a yam jam. Okay. All right. We've got, and then there's one more forget vans. Yams will be my next footwear purchase. Okay. All right. We've gotten, sorry about that, Tom.
3: No, you're going to need to listen to the people on this. I think they're we're, telling you it's fine that you have Tom on. We really do want to talk about uh, <laughs>
5: shoot, Well, the super chat, we're just, you know, we're obligated to, to read them because people have paid, So, uh, but I, you know, there's, there's a lag time to them where, uh, you know, people are just picking up on the yam shoe chatter, but let's, let's focus.
3: (laughs) Um, What a weird time when suddenly it's just like, yeah, this person paid, I got to read the yam thing. You think about like Johnny Carson, just being like somebody, like, (laughs) like 30 million people watching him at 1130 at night. Back then, and then now, you and I are grinding it out here, one, one yam shoe. Yes, topic at a time, and I get the same thing with my show. I know what it's like. I remember when (laughs) one of the true embarrassing points when Martin Short called in the the best show back when it was on WFMU, and then it was like one of the greatest honors of my life i'm so excited and nervous it's like we go to take phone calls and the first one was this guy spike who used to call my show all the time yeah and then he asks him hey that you did a movie with uh kevin bacon and uh christopher guest uh it's like what's in what's that movie again what's that called (laughs) And that was the question. And I'm like, this guy could have looked at IMDb and figured that out. But he had to call the actor in the movie to ask him, what was the name of that movie again?
5: Oh, my God. I could have crawled up into a hole. (laughs) Well, that's sort of, I mean, I, I have nothing, no other station to compare it to. But sort of the beauty of FMU would be that callers would would use, they would call in and just figure stuff out on the air rather than yeah. Google or do make yeah. any effort. Mm-hmm. People would, yeah. you know, my show, people would just call in and be like, what's going on? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> rather than the onus beyond them to be like, maybe I'll figure this out. So
3: like, now nah, I got to ask this guy what the deal is. <laughs> what's that number again? 201. <laughs> he better explain it to me. <laughs> Explain it on the air. Yeah, Dirty. I always loved. I would get calls early on because early for the first couple of years on WFMU, everyone hated my show so much. Oh my god, they! It was so incredibly unwanted <laughs> in every capacity. It's just like, and then there would be people where they'd be like, "I can't stand your show," and you'd be like, "Well, go listen to something else." You'd be like, "I can't." I listen to it's like. <laughs> What do you mean you can't? It's like, look, it's one thing if you don't like it. That's fine. I'll wrap my head around that. But don't act like you can't. You have no other choice but to listen to it. It's like you're listening on a radio. Keep turning that dial and other things are going to show up.
5: That's the FMU loyalty. Yes. No other stations on the dial
3: that's it one station you get your radio and you weld it to 91.1 um
5: that that's a great uh part of the book as well the sort of eureka moment after that uh when you you finish talking about um the you know mental health stuff and then finding uh finding radio which is sort of like a Oh, That's such a beautiful chapter, because I I think most people like never find never have that in life where they're like, this is where I'm supposed to be.
3: Yeah, you're 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 absolutely right. And uh, it's very easy to forget how fortunate any any of us who figure a thing out that is like really, really kind of feels like it's answering questions, how lucky that is to find that because most people, like you said, they don't find it or they don't get a chance to try it. And I I know I've been very fortunate in that regard that I got to do this and it worked out as best as I could have better than I could have ever imagined.
5: Yeah. Amazingly. It's, it's, uh, it's a sensation. Oh, you're sweet. Um, i I w I'm sorry I keep going back to these quotes. The, the,
3: oh, please. This is the most flattering thing that's ever happened to me. I'm sorry I'm it's <laughs> all down- pulling these great what quotes if, from your that I loved from
5: your book. What yeah, if, would you knock it off? What just, if it's please, just stop. all it's all downhill? It's all all the all the <laughs> interviews and all the press is downhill. Yeah. Oh <laughs> after a, a man child is just <laughs> going through quotes <laughs> uh-huh. in your book. Um Though that's this that's a quote I don't have in here, is a, <laughs> the thing where you talk about being called Tom as opposed to Tommy, and mm-hmm. how Tommy has the <laughs> I forget uh-huh. the phrase he used, but it was something about, like, man-child, and then it's parentheses, uh-huh. Lee Stinson oh, yeah. with so <laughs> yeah, And the, I forget who the fourth... Maybe Lasorda might have been the, the <laughs> other one. But, it, but it, that's perfect. That's exactly right.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And I, well, you, I've, you have your name. Is what are the Daves you're most proud of and least proud of in the world? I mean, Dave. Well, look, is, Dave Hill. First of all, you share it with the guy from Slade. Right off the bat,
5: that is he. He is the only Dave Hill. I, I've said this before. The only Dave Hill I defer to. Okay. Um. I don't feel in competition with other Dave Hills, but there's, you know, it's, it's a very common name, but I love Slade.
4: Mm-hmm. Oh my and, God, yeah.
5: and so uh, I've gotten, an, I've talked about this before, I think on the shows, I've gotten an email once in a while, i get emails from people who somehow go to my website, look at the pictures, take however long mm-hmm. and still say, I'm going to, I'm going to email the guitar player from Slade. Yeah, exactly. And this guy <laughs>
3: clearly isn't in his mid-70s. <laughs> but I still think there's no way that his name could be Dave Hill and not be the guy from Slade. How, what other What other uh, uh, option could there be?
5: But I got this. Th- there's apparently in the Midlands in England something called Slade Days.
3: Mm-hmm. That's,
5: uh, you know, a, I guess a, a long weekend just – all slade all the time. And I got an email inviting me asking if I would attend.
3: That'd be the greatest thing ever.
5: And I wrote saying like, I, I understand what's going on here. I, I want you to know, I still want to attend. I love slade,
4: <laughs> and, like, oh, awesome.
5: and I th- like, I'll come and I'll, I'll give a presentation. Never heard back. Yeah. Um, Dave, you
0: also got often confused for the game of Thrones writer, Dave Hill
5: quite a bit when that show was on yeah yeah i would get emails about that i still do on occasion and then there's the political uh writer
3: i guess he did he change the david more Is he more david these oh days. i don't know which guy is that he's a he's a, a, a tri-state area
5: guy he's really nice a great guy. oh oh I like oh i know this. i know yeah he yeah. wrote he wrote a book about gambling right yes yeah, yes i book. do know that I think he does call himself David Hill. So I, he, I you had him ran mind. him off the road. You ran him off the road. Off I, the Dave I, Hill road. I had to, I mean, that's, that's threatening, mm-hmm. you know, cause that Dave Hill from Slade, he can, you know, he can have it. We're not, uh, you know, as you said, he's in his mid seventies. He said a good one, mm-hmm. but this, this, yeah. yeah, this other Dave Hill, who's like in the ballpark, similar age writing mm-hmm. books, he needs yeah. to be crushed. No, that's you
3: versus him. <laughs>
4: that's,
3: that's Highlander territory. <laughs> but... what's well, funny, was okay, so one other Slade thing. Isn't it crazy that Naughty Holder and Robert Plant went to the same school when they were kids?
5: I don't know if I knew that. I must have known that, because I read Naughty Holder's... I should... When I get back to New York, I have this in my apartment. I'll send you... The Naughty Holder audio. If you're interested, the oh, autobiography.
3: Because yeah. just like those voices, the two biggest voices in the '70s, arguably, and they both went to oh yeah, some sort of grade school together. Like that's it's inconceivable, but it happened.
5: Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Have you ever seen Slate? You must have seen Slate and Flame, right? Yes. The long long time ago, but I highly recommend it to anyone listening. Yeah. It's on YouTube actually What is that is that a documentary? No, no, it's just they did a scripted movie playing mm-hmm. uh, You know another band and it's all in you know, the Midlands Or like black country accent so you can't really you really have
4: to
5: <laughs> like I, I've tried the only way to watch it is you can't you know, because it sounds like oh, it's a Slade movie I'm gonna have mm-hmm. a drink and watch this movie late at night, but you can't because you need all faculties <laughs> To watch. you need to watch it in the mm-hmm. middle of the day on high volume to, to really Get what's going on um, But uh, yeah highly recommend it um but wait we need to go back there's so many <laughs> but the thing of, that really so many things spoke to me in this book but when you get into pure platters mm-hmm. and it that like a whole it made it like made me like i tensed up because i was like oh i totally know this feeling And it's a feeling that doesn't exist anymore. Not to that degree, because that was now at least... The Pure Politis was a
3: record store in Hoboken that was truly the best record store in New York City was in Hoboken, and everyone knew it. Because it's like you'd go into New York and it would either be like a tourist trappy kind of place or like Midnight Records was more garagey. But it's like if you wanted like the the right the real indie stuff it's like pure platters was where you went and everybody shopped there and mm-hmm. i would go there and i would have just such a I'd be just terrified i felt like i was on a tightrope every time i was there make sure i picked the right thing out and didn't get the wrong thing because it it um now, I guess people obviously have options to at least check music out online or whatever, but then it was just like, if you want to hear this, this is the only way you're going to hear it is to get a hold of this record, and this is the only place you can get it,
5: yeah, you and everyone stupid in front of them yeah, and you like you can't even you can't even like sort of like rest your hand on the wrong. Mm-hmm. record for fear you know when you're like 19 20 years old for fear that mm-hmm. someone might see you like resting your hand on uh you know oh. spandau ballet or whatever on the way to yeah it'd be just like
3: uh be like yeah this is one i'm not gonna buy i'll, I'll buy this somewhere else like a <laughs> more I'd, i'll get this one at vintage vinyl not at pure platters they're not as judgy at vintage vinyl Tar- but they were right to, What's that?
1: Vintage Vinyl just announced they're closing down. Oh,
3: I know. I saw that. Broke, by, broke that. my heart. That's one of my favorite record stores. It's probably the record store I've shopped at more than any store ever. So loved it so much. That's very sad.
5: Yeah, that's. Oh, but yeah that that whole I love the uh, yeah talking about seeing Sonic Youth in a records that that mm-hmm. that's some of the most Early '90s, uh, <laughs> just prime feelings. I remember seeing Dinosaur Junior at Maxwell's, and Kim mm-hmm. Gordon was standing there, and I asked her if she knew when Dinosaur Junior was going on because I was just like, I have to say something. Mm-hmm. We're standing there, the lights of go- you know, like they're lit- uh-huh. obvious. Everyone knows they're going on in like a mm-hmm. minute. She's yeah. like. I think they're going on now, but I you know levitated home from the interaction. Yeah, Yeah, you did it. You did it. Um, but this is the thing I wanted to say is what's the sense? You're talking about Nirvana, Mm -hmm. right? I saw them play with Tad, their Mm -hmm. mountainous sub pop label mate, and Tad handed them their lunch that night. Thank you. That I am. A massive tad fan mm-hmm. and I've, I've never heard anyone certainly not read a book oh. where someone said that no i think this
3: is the first the first hardcover published <laughs> uh, <laughs> matter of record that tad was better live than nirvana were and it um, needed to be said they were great tad was awesome nirvana were nirvana
5: were very good tad was great no, but it's interesting. You 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 talk about this in that chapter. I thought, and I think it's probably the most I've been wrong about many things in life. Mm-hmm. But the first Nirvana record, I think you said something about. I forget how you describe it. You're like it was kind of like this crazy. I for, what did? How do you describe the record? Well, Bleach. I thought it was just per bleach
3: when Bleach came out. That for the first single, Love Buzz single, yeah, and Bleach were just so perfect to me. They were just so simple, like simple to a point of like being like stunted almost where they're just like, Yeah. You're, like, you're almost wondering if they can play or not. Because Yeah, yeah. It had this like caveman quality to yeah. it. And they would lock into these like repetitive things that almost sounded like the record was skipping. And but it wasn't. And then so then they kinda decided to sound like foreigner or something when 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 they signed to geffen
5: but i mean i couldn't with that first record i remember being like listening to it with my friends and thinking like this is great but there's no way people are ever going to get into this band (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh i was was proven wrong a few short years later (laughs) yes
3: now they've got uh you, you did not get that one right I'm hoping to put money on it. Like I'll bet, oh, the rest, anything I make for the rest of my life. This band does not succeed. <laughs> <laughs> and you are
5: just like, uh-oh. oh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> what is success anyway? Like,
5: <laughs> <laughs> what is-, <laughs> is it? Is it the, is it one of the biggest records of all time? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Who can um, say? No, there's there's something, I mean, just the music criticism alone in this book is. This is my my bloody valentine was okay. They were always kind of overrated. If they weren't British, the world would have slotted them in between the lilies and velocity girl, two solid american indie noise bands. I will go to my grave knowing that's true. That I, I I that is that I think it's spot on but now I, this is this is really embarrassing but what do you think of this? I've, I've always said that. Not and I preface this, this isn't this isn't like a band I listen to all the time, but I always okay. said that if Third Eye Blind had been English, mm-hmm. they would have been treated like Blur, at least briefly. Oh, interesting. People people would I have been see. all over it, and just been like on board. I, instead, would, I, I would. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to agree account. with that. It's sort of no, the, uh, am, the converse. I think he's gone on record multiple
0: times saying he wrote "Semi Charmed Life" to be like a Velvet Underground song.
3: That's my and favorite it, karaoke song to do "Semi Charmed Life," <laughs> and it is now do you, I, I'm very good at it. I do the full five five minute version. This is if my it,
5: question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the one with the. Uh, Extended break that most Something people never I want heard. to do just a bit <laughs> <then>. That part. <laughs> I'm
4: like, oh, well, and I ain't going to
5: Yeah, that part. Yeah, it's it's a really long... Every time I hear it, you can hear, like, the, the marketing guy at whatever label being like, what if we cut out this minute here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just being like, here's my thoughts. You go from... <laughs>
3: Cut right from the this, right from the uh, the sand beneath my toes part, and go right to the slow. Uh, I want something else. <laughs> um, now that song. They wrote real hits. They look there. I I think, I think that guy is a little bit of a challenge to maybe wrap your head around as a, uh, to be a fan of. But, um, yeah, those are hit songs. I, you know, you could say it just like, what's the difference between third eye blind and Weezer really in terms of people's perception of nineties, nineties, major label alternative rock.
5: Yeah. It's, it's something, uh, it's probably the difference between a stylist or something.
3: Hmm. Yeah, and I just think, oh, I just think the Stephen Jenkins was kind of just like, I'm not a nerd. Like <laughs> Guy in Weezer's a nerd, not me. <laughs> I think that's the difference. Is he didn't think he was ever a nerd. He's, I've never been a nerd. I'm not one. Why would <laughs> that guy can wear his horn room glasses all day long? I got.
5: <laughs> I've got great eyesight. I know. And he, I think he dated. Charlie's Theron mm-hmm. or something. He would just yeah. never, you know, never missed a step. They also I think I think they played the uh Republican convention in Cleveland. Oh no. And and then refused to play any of their hits. Which yeah, I they, think they purposely trolled uh a
0: crowd of Republicans, which I thought was amazing.
5: I think it's amazing. I mean, I, I think the move obviously wouldn't have been to play at all, but, but yeah, I do that like that like they him. did that. <laughs> no, I like the troll
3: part of it. They get the silver
5: medal for it.
3: <laughs> I think like it's like Roger Waters saying the thing about like Mark Zuckerberg trying to get whatever song he was trying to get for and he was just like, no, absolutely not. He's like, S- you know, screw that guy. I'm not giving him my song. Like, that's the you just have to tell them to kind of go jump in a lake not to be just like and we took their money <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't give them what they wanted <laughs> like you're playing a risky game with that yeah now do you think with third eye blind imagine this they're British is semi-charmed life
5: common people then no, I think it's uh song number two. It, no. Semi charm Life is um the Charmless Man, I think. Okay. All right. I, I think probably... Or, or no, it's uh what's the Boys and Girls song? Boys and girls. I think it's boys and girls. Uh, yeah. Boys and girls, yeah. That's what okay. I think it is. Probably. Okay. Then I'm not I'm not saying they could have been blur. I'm just saying mm-hmm. they could have been treated as blur. They could have been, like, in Spiral Carpets or something. A band that is mentioned Mm -hmm. in connection with five or ten other bands.
3: Yes, that was the band that Noel Gallagher was a roadie for. Yes. Before he became Noel Gallagher. Where do you stand on Oasis? Of the... If there's five major Britpop bands, right... Five. Mm-hmm. I think you go well. pulp first. I think pulp first. I think stone Oasis rise. is last of the five. I think because if it, if it's pulp, if it's think if it's pulp, Oasis, Blur, Elastica, and
2: who am I missing?
5: Happy
3: Mondays. are not, not happy. I would put them a hair ahead.
2: Stone, stone Roses. Not Stone
3: Roses. I put them. They're one inch ahead. Also. <laughs> I don't know. I would put. Um. I don't know. Why I'm drawing a blank on it. I would put. Um. I, oh a suede would be the other one. I oh would yeah, put, yeah, um yeah. I'd say pulp, then suede, then elastica, then oasis, then blur.
5: Now, would you go to Oasis Reunites? Would you go? Uh the, it's a matter of
3: convenience. <laughs> I would not I would not I would not inconvenience myself to see it. <laughs> Cause you know it's gonna be a it's gonna be in a It's gonna be in a football field somewhere. Yeah. If you're lucky a football field, it'll be in some park. It'll be a mile and a half away from them. I like the spectacle of Oasis and the stories behind it's like they're like baseball a little bit for me, where it's just like or wrestling, where it's just like I like when the guys yell at each other in the hallway, but I don't necessarily want to watch them do their thing.
5: Yeah, yeah. It's a good uh I, I'll go on YouTube sometimes and just watch interviews with them just because they have good insults I think oh, I've done, I, done that more than I've listened to their music the
3: best insults like that I think their best record might be that one of just them arguing that's that seven inch <laughs> <laughs> that, um, No, they were they were, look, they were fun, but it's sometimes the Beatles references are a little too much. Where I'm just like, you're really going to put, put a thing about riding around in a yellow submarine in a... Like, that? you're not embarrassed to say that? <laughs> like, come with me in my yellow submarine? It's like, you're assuming no one's ever heard the Beatles <laughs> when you do stuff like that. It's like, that's a pretty bold leap. Like, yeah, we're going to blow some minds. <laughs> But <laughs> well, where, who do you rank as the best of
5: that crop?
4: Uh,
5: probably. I mean, probably, probably Pulp or or Blur, I mm-hmm. think. But I have, I have a weird thing with Oasis because I hated them the first. Well, early on, I hated them just because mm-hmm. for all the reasons you mentioned. And plus, you know, I, I, wasn't, I was just like, oh, these guys are seem like assholes. And then they mm-hmm. you know, do this with their music. So I was like, and then a few years later, I heard that second record, like it had been out a long time. And I was like,
4: mm-hmm.
5: oh, this is like, if I can set aside my feelings <laughs> about yeah. it, like mm-hmm. I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> and then, and then i gone so like, I would go, I think they, I tend to think they'll have to reunite at some point. I'm like, I want to see it because there's nothing to ruin for me. Like when the Mm -hmm. replacements came back around, I had no desire. I love them, but Mm -hmm. I'd seen them so many times, you know, when I was younger that I was like, I can't, it's, there's only, it could, this can only be ruined and not, not even necessarily by the band. But I was just like, it's going to be a bunch of guys my age pretending mm-hmm. that they're twenty, and it's going to make yeah. me sad, even if I engage in it.
3: But- I, I look, <laughs> I, I get that completely. I mean, for me, that wasn't the, the well, that was Dinosaur Junior getting the original lineup of Dinosaur Junior getting back together. It was just like, please don't let this be like less than what it should be. And then it wasn't, and I was just so shocked that they were, they came in so hot. And by this point now, they've made like five albums with the reunited lineup. They've made more in the second wave than the first wave. And the albums are all really good. It's yeah. made, to me, it's the most impressive kind of like second act for a band that got back together and did it again. Then I can't think of anybody else who did it to the level that they've managed to do it.
5: So, I, yeah, um, I, I agree. and, and, not to take anything at all away from Jay Maskus, but Lou Barlow is coming in especially hot on these records. I think absolutely, yeah. Now he's um, he's always been like the secret weapon
3: because he, he, the way he plays bass, like a just he plays like a guitar. It's crazy. Just oh just yeah, drums it.
5: Yeah, I, I love that. When I, I my first band, we would trade off guitar and bass just out of like Mm -mm. ego because we were both guitar players. And then one day I was like paying attention to Lou Barlow and I was like, Oh, if I did that, Mm -hmm. then it's the best of both worlds. It's really fun. And it just makes so much noise. Mm -hmm. There you
3: go. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. So thick and heavy. And it's like, and the other thing you were saying about Oasis, it's like, I feel like you and I were in similar places where it's just like, I had all this like indie stuff that I was like focusing on and I was right next to, like I could go see people like, why would I go get caught up in a major label band that's playing just bigger places and a part of this kind of like corporate kind of thing when there was stuff just like, there were so many great bands that, that wanted you to come see them. And
5: yeah, yeah yeah that well they, they seemed I mean they still seem like this when they came out I was like, "Yo, this is like a manufac, like a
4: mm-hmm.
5: a fake band <laughs> yeah it kind
3: of yeah they did have that feel
5: but then over the years it's become more like kind of how I feel about like Doritos or something where I'm just like oh. I'm like I don't I'm not eating this because I think it's good for me I'm just like I Come across a bag of Doritos once a year, and when I do, they're amazing.
3: <laughs> That's exactly it. I know. I know that feeling.
5: Where you're just kind of
3: like, "Yeah, I'm under no illusion. That this is anything other than garbage that someone else could beat. Someone else who knows knows six things about being in a kitchen could do better than this. But I'm still gonna do it.
5: Um, I have to. I have so many notes. Here about things I love about your book. Um, but in this, this might be the, uh, I, I don't want to say my favorite moment because it's, okay. it's, 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 it's one of them. But when, <laughs> when you reference the Gordon jump episode <laughs> of different strokes, Uh-oh. I was just mm-hmm. like, I have to call all my best friends from growing up because that was like we referenced that episode all the time
3: insane it was just like and then it was just the kind of thing where you're just like please let me someday see the gordon jump episode of different strokes again and i remember it came on the two-parter and i got it on i rolled tape on it and i was just like this is like this is like i might as well have like stumbled across like a, a, like a strain of gold or something in a in a, in a cave because <laughs> it, it was it was just like, this is priceless. I have well, the Gordon Jump two-parter.
5: It's kind of the quintessential of uh, very special episode of a sitcom mm-hmm. where they go out with the silent credits on the first yeah, part. That's exactly <laughs> it, yep, where they're just like
3: because like, there's not no room for applause right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I
4: always
0: found, found it jarring when like there would be like the very serious moment and then a someone character would crack a joke and then you'd hear the audience come in for the first time in like three
3: minutes. Yeah. And would just like, always be like, mm. well, that episode definitely has one of those where it's just like, all right, we gotta get them laughing again soon, but let's start with a real gentle, uh like a bazooka joe level <laughs> <laughs> joke. <laughs> like just like it's not even going to be really a joke, but it'll just be like something everybody can. We'll break the tension with it, and then uh, then Mr. Drummond can s- storm down to the bicycle shop and confront Mr. Horton. <laughs> it all comes back to me when he's like, "Hey, uh, Arnold! Oh, come on, Arnold! Over in France, guys like kids like your age are drinking wine already, Arnold." <laughs> And you know Gordon Jump. <laughs> Gordon Jump, like, fresh off WKRP, is just kind of like, this is kind of role I've been meaning, waiting to sink my teeth into. <laughs> Finally, something with some heft to it. <laughs> and, and now here we are talking about it as the worst television that's ever happened.
5: Um, drunk Dudley. Did Trump you ever Dudley. see... Uh... Mm-hmm. Is it, are you a fan of the, uh, Friday the 13th, uh, franchise? Yeah. I mean, to a point I, I've, I've watched, I've seen a lot of them. Do you remember the episode The I, where the, I think it was part six, maybe where Dudley saves the day on like a
4: mm-hmm.
5: construction equipment? No. So the actor who played Dudley. Yes. Yeah. To be, yeah, yeah. to be clear. He wasn't it's playing. It wasn't Dudley from... He was essentially playing Dudley. <laughs> okay. But he uh he saves the day, you know, he somehow starts up like a you know, a steamroller or something. And he, run, he steamrolls Jason? Yeah. Mm, well oh, good, but good job, Dudley. If, if <laughs> it was it was cause for a lot of excitement, uh <clears throat> Amongst my, my same friends who love the Gordon Jump episode. Yeah. Dudley's back, and he just killed Jason.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I, I don't, we don't really have the very special episodes anymore, do we? No,
3: I think now that all those shows
5: are on, like, Disney
3: ch- Channel and all that stuff. Like, like, that level of sitcom isn't on where sitcoms used to exist they're all just kind of shuttled off
5: to basic cable yeah it was a uh, chris you don't even know about the very special episodes oh you? no i
0: do I, I grew up on different strokes and growing pains and full house
5: wait so do you guys know the do you know that gordon jump episode? yeah yeah
0: i've seen it oh, yeah. yeah it's on That'd youtube
1: special episode too where his dad had a, a lung removed but they passed it off as knee surgery and then his dad comes in at the end of the episode, just completely fine, looking nothing like somebody who just had lung surgery, and apologizing because they, I think Arnold and Dudley were smoking, and then that's why they mm-hmm. had to have the, you know, the special talk at the end of the episode, very special, different strokes, yeah. Oh, all, every okay. every show had like four of them.
0: I think year. there was one where um, Arnold got bit by a dog and had to get tested for rabies or something.
5: One thing I remember very that. special, <laughs> yeah.
0: The moral is just don't get near rabid dogs.
5: Yes, yeah. fair. This this is a great segue because I we have to Tom we have to talk about your new dog. Yeah, Barbarella. Bar- Barbarella. Yeah. Congrats! Congrats
3: on. Thank you. She's uh pretty amazing. Uh, <coughs> uh, I guess the the breed is uh she's a Formosan Mountain Dog, which <laughs> Which sounds impressive, but uh, it's just the way it's just like it's in Taiwan. Those are the dogs that uh, that's just like a term for mud. They just call them uh, Uh Formosa mountain dogs. They're Taiwan dogs. They're just and there's roaming the streets. And she, um, at some point over in Taiwan, I guess she's she's got probably like a bear trap or something. And it's just her front paws got uh got clamped down on and she had them removed and then got brought over here to the to the states and um yeah i um me and my uh lady uh, friend julia adopted her well we were fostering her and um then there was just a point where i was like i was like some somebody was saying just like hey what's up with your you still fostering that dog with the fucked up paws, and then I was like, I got so defensive. I was like, you can't talk that way about my dog. And I was like, oh my god, I think I think that's my dog. Like that, like that moment. It was like a bad sitcom. Uh-huh. Like made me realize this. Like I want that dog. I don't want to. I don't want to. So then it was a matter of just adopting her, and she. Um, Somebody developed prosthetic legs for her that, that are getting readjusted now. And she's kind of relearning how to how to move or how to, how to kind of walk on all fours. Because otherwise, she kind of walks like she uses her front leg as a almost like a cane in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so and she, so can... she, she moves very tentatively without the prosthetic legs. But she gets around. She can get around. But it's a strain on her back her back is arched too much and when she would to, to try to accommodate the lack of front paws um yeah so just as soon as she puts the prosthetic legs on she stretches right out and it's the full length that she should be and you could just see the muscles kind of get um you just see her just revert to how she was at one point where she had she could walk with two front paws and it's a really it just makes me cry so much i just look at her and i'm just like it's so
5: moved by i i, I, I was so moved by the video of that, that i i dropped you a line as you know mm-hmm. of course <laughs> but uh i because i saw i saw you would posted the photo and talked about you know the our her missing paws and i and I, you know, I I knew that I was like, well, I'm sure there's a solution in the works for this. Mm-hmm. So I found myself thinking about it sincerely. Like I found mm-hmm. myself, I would just like catch myself like, when am I going to find out what's going on with <laughs> Barbarella? Like, uh-huh, cause I, yeah. I love dogs so much. I have a dog mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and it started off the same thing, uh, fostering and then, you know, never leaving and mm-hmm. uh, and so but i genuinely found myself just absentmindedly thinking about like what's going on when am i gonna uh, get when am i gonna find out what, what's happening mm-hmm. and yeah. so then one day i saw the video on instagram mm-hmm. and i i genuinely started bawling like when oh. uh the when barbarella walks and i think mm-hmm. it's um uh I, I, I think it, it's your, your partner's hold, holding, like, meat. So someone's holding meat. Yeah, yeah, she something.
3: is. Uh, is like, holding meat,
5: like a plate of ham,
3: and she comes barreling toward it. And, look, it's food-motivated, whatever it takes. But she's... Of course. She walks around without, like, there's been other times where it's like, just come on over here and she'll just do it. She's getting better and better at it. And I'm excited because they're working on fine tuning the legs so that it'll mm-hmm. maybe be a little lighter for her. So. Nice.
5: Um so yeah, and you'll get more updates and you'll cry again. Oh my god. It's truly anyone go go to Tom's Instagram and and watch uh watch this video. It's just like uh seeing just the joy of that dog just wagging um, uh, its tail coming just- over. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, it it was honestly like one of the especially after the last year or or however many years Mm -hmm. of just like uh, Horrible moods. I've been in to see that was just like Mm -hmm. one of the most uplifting things I've seen. Oh, well I can't uh, say I'm glad David really she just moves me every day this dog we um so our musical guest Nick Miller is uh re- ready to break out a couple jams. Are you able to stick around Tom or do yeah, absolutely.
3: To... No, i here.
5: Um, here. Uh, so let's, let's bring Nick us and, and we have a few minutes left a We'll get a few minutes of a we'll of a Hey. Everyone... There of he is.
2: Hey, can of him me? Hey, there he you
5: know Tom you I me of Nick do you know Tom met. uh I know of know
2: Nick, how of you? but we've never met hey I'm well. How are you? Good, good.
3: I'm very excited to hear your song.
2: Oh, boy! Thank you.
3: Like your hat. Thank you. It's and your uh, Nelson poster.
2: That's uh, it's from a record. I, it, I bought Wilson. a copy of the record that had this, and somehow a second copy of the record in the sleeve. Oh. Wow. Uh, and I just bolted out of that store before they realized <laughs> what they have done. Well played. Yeah. Should I play a yeah. song now? You want me to just yeah, jump right let, into one?
5: Let's get a jam, yeah. Because we're running, we, we're, we're running a little behind. So all let's, right, let's. Guns blazing! That is an amazing hat, I will say.
2: Thank you. That sounds already said. This song will uh, sort of line up with the hat. This is one I wrote called "Tiger Warsaw," uh, named after a Patrick Swayze movie nobody should watch, uh, but it has a place in my heart. So. I got the tiger hat uh, Here we go Tough time getting up in the morning Can't fall asleep at night All I hear is static in my dreams Headed down a road to nowhere With the dog behind the wheel and I don't know what that even means And I'm staring at these curtains all day long And I feel alright but everything's all wrong I'm Walking a hole in my floor Staying in behind a locked door Watching Tiger Warsaw cause I can't go home I want to feel the breeze on my face Not just in my eyes Remember what it's like to live carefree Hanging out in a crowded bar Being out on a packed dance floor Wondering if you even notice me But these days I don't look no one in the eye And if someone's coming across to the other side I don't keep any company Now all I got is me Call me Tiger Warsaw Cause I'm all alone Well maybe soon I'll get out of this thinking Maybe soon I'll go and see my friend Maybe soon we'll all go out for drinking Maybe soon you can call me by my name again In asking questions when the answer's never good i'm just gonna live inside my head i got ghosts of everyone in there but old pictures start to fade and a sweater's weakness is its thread so i try to keep them living in my mind At least the ones who ain't left me behind Cause this life can't always last It's just a hurdle that you gotta pass Even Tiger Warsaw got to go back home Even Tiger Warsaw got to go back home Even Tiger Warsaw got to go back home home.
5: Nice.
4: Thank
2: you.
5: Excellent. Right I have not seen Tiger Warsaw. Have you? Have you guys seen Tiger Warsaw? I've not. Oh, no, sir. I don't think so.
3: Tom, have you? No, that's news to me. I, go, I guess I'll hit the criterion. <laughs> <and see. It's- laughs>
2: it is. Uh, it's a very bad uh, melodrama. That was shot in and takes place in my hometown. And uh, so I wrote that song. It's a little pandemic song for you, obviously, by how cheerful it was. Well, in your hometown where? In Sharon, Pennsylvania. Oh. Yeah. Home of the, uh, the Steak and Lube. <laughs> yeah, the Quaker Steak and Lube. <laughs> yeah.
5: And wait, isn't, um,
2: is that where Trent Reznor's from? Trent Reznor is from Mercer, which is oh. like a couple towns over. There we go. But basically the same thing. Maybe same, not. Same people, region. People might get mad at that. The locals, if you call those the same. It's the same. No. Um, the
5: same. <laughs> I was thinking about. Have you guys seen Roadhouse lately? It's not yeah, lately. No. A couple <laughs> years, maybe. <though.
2: laughs> I caught the end of it recently.
5: It's a something. it's it's a remarkably i mean i'm not uh i don't seek it out but it's one of those things where if you lose the remote it odds are roadhouse will come on eventually <laughs> whatever channel you're on yeah. it's, a, it's a remarkably violent movie
4: yeah mm-hmm.
5: violent i think time. uh swayze anyway I digress. And so
3: it's funny with the movie, not to take you off target, but it's like, if you had a movie called Roadhouse, and you're like, well, where do you think the final scene takes place? You're just like, well, at the Roadhouse. It's like, well, not really. It takes place in his game room, in Ben Gazzara's ben game room. <laughs> all his bare heads mounted to the wall. It's like, no, we don't go back to the Roadhouse.
4: Why would, why would you mend the Roadhouse in the Roadhouse?
5: Bodies everywhere.
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh man um do, do, can you play another song for us we have a few minutes left where where are you are you in new york nick
4: yeah
2: i'm uh, i'm in my apartment in brooklyn nice have uh been here the whole time
5: i know you're, you're one of the few people i saw in new york during yeah the pandemic during my yeah, brief uh a few months ago yeah
2: Little little stoop, which to bring it back to earlier, that guitar that I got from you that day, that's the I the song I recorded with that was like a pulp ripoff to go back to Brit pop bands it, earlier. It all leads back to it all to leads Britpop. back to mm-hmm. that's true. It does. Uh I could do another song. Uh I I'm gonna do one for Des. That's not one that I wrote. But uh Oh wait wait! I know he likes country songs.
5: Okay, <laughs> I was worried it might be Black Crows. He's he's off Black Crows. <laughs> I wouldn't
1: do I wouldn't do that
5: to you, Dave.
2: He wouldn't do that to me either. I don't think.
5: Are you fully off Black Crows now, Des?
2: <laughs> no,
1: kind of like what you were saying about the replacements before. You know, it's you're not you're not in for the reunion.
5: Correct. <laughs> All right. We're, Tom, where do you stand on Black Crows?
3: Oh, uh, no, I, don't, I don't hold them in high regard. Um,
5: <laughs> I had a feeling. I had a
3: feeling. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know if you could have guessed that that's, one. That's to, where uh, my, that, I would
5: have laid my money down. that. Uh.
3: how hard I'm going after Nirvana and My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> I think I'm going to just feel like, oh, no, Black Crows are awesome. Though. <laughs>
5: Diplomatic uh,
2: answer. <laughs> 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 All right, this is a uh, this is a Chris Christofferson song because Des wanted to hear one. So, nice. Take the ribbon from your hair, shake it loose and let it fall, lay it soft upon my. Like the shadows on the wall. Come and lay down by my side. Till the early morning light. All I'm taking is your time. Help me make it through the night. I don't care who's right or wrong, I don't try to understand, let the devil take tomorrow, Lord, tonight I need a friend, yesterday is dead and gone. Tomorrow's out of sight And it's sad to be alone Help me make it through the night Well, I don't care who's right or wrong And I don't try to understand Let the devil take tomorrow Lord, tonight I need a friend Yesterday is dead and gone And tomorrow's out of sight Lord, it's sad to be alone Help me make it through the night. Nice. Thank you. That's the only Chris Christopherson song I know how to play.
1: Thank you, Nick. I was hey, excited beautiful. when I saw Nick say he was gonna be on this week, so <laughs> threw him a little request.
5: And In- are are those Beats by Dr. Dre you're wearing?
2: They are. Yeah, I sold out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I uh, I had to pay seventy dollars to wear these, uh, and they do nothing for me, and they're falling apart.
5: They look cool. I'm getting a lot of compliments on the hat, Nick. In the oh, chat. Yeah? It's the Strong hat. Yeah, I'm not Thank a you. hat. I can't uh, wear hats myself. But Alex
0: Sanchez says unimpeachable hat game on this guy. Wow. You should see all the other ones I got.
2: We don't have time for that.
5: Nick, where, you're, I know you're on Bandcamp. Yes. Where is that the best place for people to find new music?
2: Bandcamp has everything on it. Uh, Spotify has a lot of it. And other streaming services. Uh, but Bandcamp, it's Nick-Miller. Hyphen bandcamp.com.: Oh man, we were just you got
5: screwed by the other Nick Millers.: Yeah, there's too many just, of them.:
2: The scourge. I had to I had to put in a, a hyphen. It, I'm still reeling from it, uh, six years later. But it's all on there. Most of it's on streaming services. Uh, and I put stuff uh, there's a lot of stuff that's on Bandcamp because I do a lot of last minute uh, recording um i just put a song out last month that i wrote and recorded in a couple days and decided that i wanted to put it out uh no one else really thought it was a good enough song to pay attention to when it came out but you know that's on them uh so if you go on Bandcamp, there'll be a lot more because it's just random
5: stuff many jams um and everyone go to tomwroteabook.com. Yeah, please. It's it really is a great. I have so many notes <laughs> I didn't get to. That's fine. Of uh, just uh, I, I can't recommend this book uh, once again. Not you not can't recommend I, it. I mean, no, I said a... <laughs> I, I I can't recommend it enough. Okay, the word enough kind of um changes the context No no this <laughs> okay. is this is Go my on. problem in the I can't in recommend mid sense in mid sentence <laughs> Chris when you edit this edit it put the yeah. I uh, can't recommend it enough I got to take a you saying
0: enough and then just
3: splice yeah. it in <laughs> it. We need we need three enoughs from you real quick I
5: I actually have fun with the third one Years ago I um a long time ago, I kept a blog on Blogspot, and mm-hmm. I would write about just shows I'd gone to, and I wrote about going to see Bob Mould play, and I wrote just, just I just, I wrote something they <laughs> wrote something like he never fails to disappoint. Because I just mushed the two sentences together. Uh 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 (laughs) Of like...
4: (laughs) Uh Uh You know, I was just obviously Uh just
5: tired and just like uh, fused two hack sentences together to describe (laughs) that I enjoyed Mm -hmm. the show. (laughs) And he was coming a couple days later (laughs) to New York Mm -hmm. to do something else and was going to do my UCB show. Uh-huh. And I was like talking to him. I was like, I was like, oh yeah, you yeah, know, show was great. I, I actually wrote about it. And he's like, yeah, I saw that. And then I reread what I had, and I had to, I had to go. Oh, um, basically explain what I just. It wasn't wasn't a good moment for me talking to one of my musical heroes. Anyway, wow. so you're you're in good company, Tom. Okay, great. Well, I'm glad. <laughs> now I know I'm in
3: good company. Thank you so much, Dave. Having coming on the show is truly special, and I really appreciate it.
5: Thank you so much, Every, everyone. Really, uh, it's such a great book, and and I hope you write a ton more of them. Wow. Uh, uh.
3: Yeah, and I uh, hope you'll come on the best show very soon too. I, w- I would love it. Cause I want to catch up with you on my turf. Yes.
5: A slicker turf.
4: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know about that.
5: Um, All right, everyone go to tomwroteabook.com, get It Never Ends, and of course, listen to the best show, as you already do, I'm sure. And go to nick-miller.bandcamp.com, and if you want to help keep gas in the tank and and don't want to do a super chat, though I can't <laughs> recommend them enough because <laughs> they're an amazing addition to the show. Uh, go to MaximumFun.org slash join. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Chris Gersbeck. Thank you, Des. You got it. Thank you, Nick Miller. And thanks hey. again, Tom Sharpling. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. everyone, uh, for watching live. And thanks, everyone, for listening in the futuristic podcast.